Hello and welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And I'm Val. And we are here, episode 89. And before we get Woo! into the movie, it's been a big week for us, guys. Like, there's been, been a lot been a big, going on. It's been a big year for us. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. If you missed that episode, it was a couple weeks ago. Big year, episode 87. You should go check it out. But we are going to continue Jack Black January. But before we dive into our movie, Tracy, you're wearing a shirt that you need to let us know about because you <laughs> did this amazing thing last week that's just incredible. Tell us how that went. Uh, so I went down to uh, Florida and went down to the Walt Disney World um, Resort, stayed at the Pop Century. Um, I had originally signed up back in about April last year to do what's known as the Dopey Challenge, and that's to do a 5K, a 10K, a half marathon, and a full marathon on four consecutive days. And then it went virtual. And trying to do that many miles in Utah in January was going to be really difficult. I mean, I could have waited till it warmed up, but I kind of wanted to do it on the days that it was supposed to happen. So went down to Florida. And I got to say, you guys, if we can put the Walt Disney Company in charge of this vaccination, we're going to be fine. Because I felt safer at a Disney resort than I do at a grocery store. Like social distancing, masks everywhere, reminders overhead to wear masks, signs, um, stickers on the floor as to where to stand, ordering food mobile off of the off of the phone, and then just picking it up when it's ready. Um, really, really well organized, and I felt incredibly safe down there. So, um, that's, that's really good. It was, to hear. It was an experience. I, I was interested to hear how that part of the experience would be, um, just because you you know they opened in June. We heard about all of the rules and the regulations that they had, and they were really strict. But yes. here we are six months later, and I was wondering how much has that slackened? How much is, have people just kind of gotten comfortable yep. with things? And so they're a little bit more laid back, but it sounds like that's not the case at all. They, the, the cast members, even like the people who come and sweep up the trash, will remind uh, – I saw a couple families where the kids had pulled the mask down, and they would walk up and just say, okay, sorry, I need you to pull your mask up um, and stuff like that. And um, they will actually remove – um, if you take your mask off during a ride, they will stop the ride. Um, if you take your mask off for a photo, they will delete that photo um, and you won't have access to it. Um, oh, they're wow. not they're not putting up with. They're too anything. expensive to slack. Like it's too expensive for uh -huh. them to slack. One, they'll have exactly. to shut down the one resort that they've got running right now that's at almost, you know, that's making the most money. And two, right. they get sued. Like, I mean, they do mm -hmm. care. But also it costs them way too much money to slack on stuff like this. They want to get all of their right. other parks open. Um, and I really like what they did in California last week by making uh, Anaheim um, parking lots like the first big mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. like bubble of, uh, you know, giving every getting everyone their shots and everything. So that's yeah. really great. It's, yeah. it's not only I the happiest that. place on earth. It's not only the happiest place on earth. It's the healthiest place on earth. There you go. I mean, except for some, except for some of that food that you were posting. Oh my god, that wasn't very healthy, no. but it looked delicious. I, I ate so much, and I'm like, I'm gonna punish myself for this, and I did. Like we 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 ate around the world in Epcot. They had their culinary. Well, they yeah. had their arts festival. They had an arts festival, so they had like paintings and sculptures and stuff like that. But it was also culinary arts, and the food was so good but when i did the half marathon the next day i i was hurting 
<laughs> totally worth it. it. Was, totally worth it. But so, it was it was a good experience. Yeah. I was I was amazed as we followed your uh, adventures in Orlando. Obviously, the food and the rides and all of that was awesome. I was living vicariously through you, wishing <laughs> I was at Disney World. Um, but even aside from that, getting your updates about the run, um, you had injured your your foot what right. a couple months before, uh-huh. um, and so that kind of shortened the time that you had to prepare for this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that on the half marathon day, you were really feeling a lot of pain in that foot as well as a giant blister from what you said. Uh, marathon day, I got a blister and I'm not kidding you guys. It was like that big on my heel. Ah. It's the biggest blister I've ever had in my life. And so luckily I had, um, some alcohol wipes and, uh, uh, uh safety pin and sterilized it and poked it and uh, bandaged it up. And then I put KT tape, athletic tape, several times around to give my foot more cushioning so I could finish this thing out. So I took it slow. I um, I, I, I probably would have been swept. I, I probably could have finished in time if I had to, if there were people there and stuff like that. But just walking around a lake at the, at the resort, I'm like, you know what? Better be safe and sorry and not uh, do anything stupid. Yeah. Well, it's still, I mean, just amazing. It was 48.6 miles. Is that right? 48.6. Uh, when we, when we added in the amount of walking that we did at the parks as well, I ended up over the week, 105.2 miles. Wow. That's awesome. That's, That's crazy. Awesome. That's crazy. Well, I'm excited too, because we're going to have Tracy on um, multiplane podcast later on in this week. And we're just going to let him tell us everything. <laughs> we're going to talk about rides. We're going to talk about the run. If people want to get into the run, because all three of us are going to be yep. running in 2022 together, yep. along Absolutely. with some other people from stolen droids and some family members and that kind of stuff. Tracy, um, hopefully if, since you're making us run, you'll also show us where to get all the awesome food. I got you taken care of. All right. I got you hooked up. I'm a, I mean, I'm a vet with these. So I, I know if, all the little, little, if we, if we're in Orlando, I may never leave Germany. Once we get to the Germany, <laughs> I may just stay there. I just gonna hang out. Are we doing I, I Orlando or are we doing Disneyland? I, it, I think it depends on where Disney, if Disneyland yeah. is going to be open and ready to go. By they that are because they have announced that we get to do, we get to experience the new Marvel, whatever the crap it's called. I can't, oh, my yeah. brain is done today. Marvel, they said Marvel they're Campus. opening. Yeah. Marvel campus is opening this year. They didn't say what dates, but um, they always have a plan. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. sure if they said they wouldn't say that if they didn't mean it. So something really awful would have to happen um, for yeah. for whatever their plan is to go awry. My, my preference would be Anaheim just because it's closer for us and right. uh, less humid. I, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> which just makes everything better. Less humidity yeah. makes it all better. So, yeah. um, but, but any, as we get closer to that point and Jake can actually walk, we'll, we'll start putting more details <laughs> about what we're going to do. You're, you're, you're a couple weeks away, buddy. I know now. <laughs> so it'll be two weeks from, from Thursday, which is just a couple days ago. Uh, and so as we're recording this, and so now I'm telling everybody, it's just a little over a week, even though it's like a yep. week and five yep. days, it's just yep. a little over a, little a week. Over a week. Yep. So, mm-hmm. nice. but, but, we, but Val, you were on TV yesterday. 
Yeah. I I was on TV a few days ago. A few I days guess. ago when it comes out. Yeah. Ago. Yeah. A few days ago. I'm not good with the time. Whatever. Um, <laughs> on Friday, on Friday, the 14th, 15th, 15th, I was on, I was on Good Things Utah. Um, my first time ever. I've been doing movie reviews um, for 10 years, I think. Um, and this is the first time I've ever done one on TV. So I was a little nervous, um, but I love the ladies at Good Things Utah. And uh, thanks for inviting me on. And hopefully um, I get to go back and do it again. If not, then, I mean, I still had a really great time. So that was really awesome. So, and I got to plug great. us. Um, so that was pretty fun as well. And I got to talk about good movies because I've got to tell you, it would he let me pick my week. Um, and I picked this last one because I got to talk about um WandaVision, which if you haven't watched that yet, it's getting kind of either you love it or you hate it, but you've got to mm -hmm. go in with you've got to go in with an open mind. And right. like I said, knowing that that first episode's gonna just really take you're gonna be like, what am I watching? And then mm -hmm. if you let yourself kind of acclimate episode two kind of moves you a little bit further in. But um, I also got to talk about One Night in Miami, which was a great movie that's now streaming I on Amazon, but it's also in the theaters. Um, if you are a Leslie Odom Jr. fan, um, he plays Sam Cooke and he sings in this, but also so many great um, performances. The guy who plays Cassius Clay, who then turns into, changes his name to Muhammad Ali in the movie, um, is so great. It is so his personality. If you followed Muhammad Ali through his career, this is a young Cassius Clay, and he's nice. got all of that attitude and like all energy. And I'm, and I'm the best. <laughs> he just wins, you know, the title and upsets everyone. And it's it's based on a real night that happened when they're celebrating that, but it's fictionalized. And it used to nice. be a play, but then Regina King, and this is her directorial debut, and she's amazing. She brought it to the screen, and I just thought it. I really enjoyed it. So I'm happy um, that I got to talk about that and the MLK FBI um, documentary that started streaming yesterday, which just for this, you know, being uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, day today, the 25th anniversary of celebrating that, it was really mm -hmm. great to get to talk about that and push people to that documentary. It, you can stream it on demand for like $5.99 and it. It's really good. It made me angry. <laughs> it made me uncomfortable. It made me upset. Good. And then it made me happy that these document, these government documents were finally um, declassified. And all of these things that we've had rumors about what was going on with the government and, and uh, MLK back then, we actually have answers to. Um, so that was good. And then um, the new Liam Neeson movie, which marksman, the marksman, is a dollar it's a dollar store a version of a clint eastwood movie that we've I, already seen i love liam neeson but he's, I do too. He, he's in this rut recently well and the he's thing just, is is he he doesn't suck in the movie but the movie sucks so if you were to yeah, take him yeah. out of the movie the movie would really be just bad. awful he doesn't he is a great actor but the movie doesn't live up to what it should like if gotcha, you see it yeah. it's, it's not a movie that i think you should run out to the theaters to see if you want to rent it at home great um but you'll watch it and you'll see what i mean it, it's not the worst thing i've ever seen but i have an expectation of him and i have an expectation of him if he's going to do something like what this is a very clint eastwood movie i can see mm -hmm. when i'm watching it i can see clint eastwood doing it 
And I have a larger expectation of something like this. And I'm watching it and the whole time. I'm like, I've seen this movie before. It was better. <laughs> <laughs> Last time it was better when I saw this movie. <laughs> like when you go, when you go to Louis Vuitton, which I've never done in my life. And you're like, Ooh, I really like this bag, but I don't have enough money. So then you go to Walgreens and you get the discounted one. And then you're just, <laughs> you're just keep looking at it. Like I've seen this better and it felt better and it looked better, but I guess I'll just do with this one. <laughs> this is That's what I can afford. Yeah. <laughs> That's what this movie feels like. That's what that movie felt like. So. so it's a it's a knockoff Louis Vuitton. We should start rating our movies yeah. that way. How many knockoff Louis Vuitton? And the Vuitton thing is, is like I I don't know much about that world, so I would just be pretending. Like I know what Louis Vuitton is, and I know what it looks like, and I know it's expensive. But if you were to hold up two purses in front of me and not show me, like. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to tell you what was what. I don't care. Well, but that's yeah. why Jake yeah, and I we're... are here. We'd, we'd be able to help you out. <laughs> so that's why well, I give things like dollar store, Walgreens, Target, <laughs> Dillard's. Like that's kind of like uh -huh. where if I'm cool. being super, if I'm being super fancy, we're going to Dillard's. But that cool. also means I have to be in the mood for the mall. So yeah. you gotta have two, I've got to have money and I have to be in the right mood. So those are two things that don't happen at the same time very often. <laughs> those, those two things usually don't converge. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, well, speaking of uh, cheap knockoffs, the movie that we're talking about today. See how I, I helped you with that your was segue? Perfect. I'm like, I've got a good segue High right five. here. High five. That's, that's why you are the producer and King Jacob the Whatever. So be kind, rewind. Tracy, this was your pick as we talked about Jack Black January. I had heard the name of this movie. I hadn't seen it. It was definitely one, I think, in 2008 that flew under a lot of people's radar because it's not a big budget movie. No. Uh, and then I started watching it and I thought, what has Tracy made me watch? <laughs> That's not a good start. Well, so, okay. <laughs> But by the end, I really enjoyed this movie. So okay, I, I'm going to okay. say, but as you watch it, I do think the movie overall suffers from an identity crisis of not really knowing what it is. Because you've got a little bit of the supernatural with, with Jack Black and whatever's going on with how he gets his magnetic powers. Then you've got kind of this buddy comedy thing going on as they're making the movies. And then it's a feel-good like story about a neighborhood um, in New Jersey. And like it's all of these things all at once and none of these things all at once, but somehow yeah. it's still fun. Yeah, definitely. So um, Michael Gondry is the director. Um, we've talked about one of his movies before. Um, Val doesn't like it, but eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Um, he, um, I don't hate it. Right. It just makes no, me I, sad. we've, just we've makes talked me about sad. why. Yeah. yeah. It just yeah. makes me sad. Um, and that's a valid reason to not like a movie. You can say it's sure, a good movie. Sure. I yeah. just don't enjoy watching it. And I think that that's fair. So this is, this is one of the few films where it's his own creation. He came up with the idea. Um, he helped write the script. He directed it. And like a lot of really artistic types, sometimes he gets too far up his own head. Um, mm -hmm. he, he, he needs somebody sometimes to tell him, nope. Nope, you got to focus. And so when he's directing like a Charlie Kaufman script, he's fantastic. Um, this does meander. It does. It's definitely multi-part. Um, it drags at the end. But it, this is such a love letter to film and filmmaking and and community getting together and watching film. Um, overall, I think that it's it's 
it holds up okay. Um, but it is, but the parts that sing sing beautifully. The the mm-hmm. parts where they're sweeting the films, which mm-hmm. you know they're from Sweden, so that's why they're short. Yeah, they're sweeting. Um, yeah. So so since this isn't really well known, I guess we should set up a little bit as to what happened. Yeah. So um, Jack Black, uh, Mostef, Mostef works at a at a video store, and again, isn't I have a soft. Isn't it Mostef? Yeah, Mostef. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. he's not, he's not um, a Star Wars character. No, <laughs> he's a musician. Yeah, Moss, Moss Def was just a town over from Moss Eisley. Moss Def is is the musician. Yeah, he was a musician in the cantina. That's what it was. Um, and, he works and most, in a video store. And most Def is my son who can't hear anything. So you got Moss Def, Moss Def, and Most Def. So sorry, sir. Tip of the hat, sir. <laughs> that's that's Jad joke level expert. Thank you. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> but you guys know I've got a soft spot in my heart for video stores and video clerks. And so um, he's working there. And then Jack Black, um, in a very weird way, becomes electromagnetic. And he ends up going into the video store and erasing all of the video cassettes. Um and so they no longer have movies to rent and they are in some financial trouble. And Jack Black comes up with the idea of remaking these films, uh, very low budget, very um, charming and endearingly. And they actually become quite popular with the people of the neighborhood. Um, then there's a subplot where they are going to lose the video store building. Um, there's another subplot with Fats Waller, um, whether or not he was born at this location and then the community comes together to make a film uh, to try and save the building at the end. So that's kind of your basic setup. But yeah, the the but the parts that work really work for me. Like the whole reenactment of Ghostbusters mm-hmm. cracks me up every time. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and there are some just brilliantly funny moments in the film, and and actually very touching moments in the film too. Um, it's just it is it, it does meander quite a bit. I mean. Going from Jack Black gets his powers from going to a power plant and then there's some accident and it makes him electromagnetic and like that was just the most bizarre thing because like then he's just better. Like he's just fine after like he touches all the videos and well like he, it's he, just he ends up peeing. Um, yeah, you know, and throwing up and that gets all the electromagneticness out of him. And I'm pretty sure that's scientifically sound. I think that's I how mean, that works. Somebody should have told, um, you know, maybe some Marvel Cinematic Universe people that that's how you get rid of it. I'm sure Hulk would have been really happy to know yeah. that all he had to do. Just had to pee and puke. <laughs> well, it may only work with seawater, and it may only work with electromagnetic powers. So, like, Magneto hasn't peed in years because he just doesn't <laughs> want to risk it. Yeah, no he wonder he's so wanna... grumpy. Yeah, no that's why. So yeah. I have yeah, some exactly. other theories, but they're too disgusting to talk about, so I'm not going to bring them up. Um, <laughs> him That'll and, be him for and, our Patreon him and, him and Bear Grylls, you know, Bear Grylls told him how to re, re-ingest that pee so that he can just keep his powers going. Um, but uh, so I, this is the thing I have watched, I think we've all consumed so much media. The in the last 12 months, right? Oh, yeah. Because, well, I guess 
I don't know, 10 months. Cause in March, it'll be a year that I've been just stuck in this basement. Like that's, I've just been here. That's what I do. I got let out right. to go to the, to be on TV the other day, but most of the time I'm just right here in my basement and mm -hmm. we've all consumed so much of it that I think this is a nice little way out of 2020 mindset. Right. Um, mm -hmm. cause I know a lot of people are like, Hey, can you refer me to a movie? But I don't want anything that came out, you know, 2020, 2019, I need something that was just made or, you know, that happened before that, because I just, there's just this mindset of the content that has come out during this time, especially, you know, like a lot of documentaries. And I think this movie is just so silly, um, mm -hmm. but, but exactly what we needed because I, I love Jack Black. You guys know this. And the, the idea to have a Jack Black January was brilliant. Um, but I have to say most deaf to me in this film, I watched it and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot how much I love him outside of music. Cause I love him right. in music, but mm -hmm. I haven't seen this movie since the year that it came out. And, and I was just like, oh yeah, he is hilarious. And together they're endearing like to me, and I think Tracy, why you like this so much is it reminds me of some of the relationships from community. I totally, like, I as, could totally, as yeah. I'm watching this show, mm -hmm. I was like, mm -hmm. wait a second. Like this has kind of got one of those like community feels about it. The TV show community. Mm -hmm. It's it's almost Troy and Abed. Yeah. Yeah. Like almost mm -hmm. a little bit of that. I can I see mean, Troy and Abed remaking films like this. Yeah. Like they're kicking. Yeah. Concert. And yeah. But then as I'm watching it as well, I remembered like their little, the little video shop that they're in reminds me of a video shop that used to be here in downtown Utah, which is probably about as big as this room is in my basement. And I don't remember <laughs> what it was called, but it was connected to like a theater, I think. And you could go in the and tower. rent movie. Was it the tower? But that's yeah, not the what tower it was had called. a video rental section. Yeah, yeah, there was a but yeah, it was called something different, but it was, it was at the tower. it was a different name. And I remember they, going they there a and lot it of was weird and obscure films. Yeah. Yeah. And I would go in there from time to time. Um, and yeah, it was just you'd say, you know, what weird thing do you have? And I felt like this was very much that. It was in this neighborhood. And one of my favorite scenes is when, you know, the big kind of neighborhood thugs come in and they lay <laughs> they lay the video down and they're like not bad what else you got but they were like peeing their pants behind the desk right there's like, yeah. these guys know we made this movie <laughs> this isn't the real movie they're coming to get their money back they're coming to beat us up and instead they're like what else you got yeah <laughs> so there yeah and the I think that's one of the first things that I really like about this movie is the nostalgic feel because when we're talking about video stores and everything, I mean, this is done in 2008 um, mm -hmm. when all of the small video stores, like this is the end of the small video store at this point. And it's weird to me that even in 2008, they had a store that was exclusively v VHS, but this is in a very low income <laughs> neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> and just a, Kind of, but they're getting run out of business too by the big video store that's like just across the street that's basically Blockbuster yep. and is the juggernaut in the film. And I thought that's really kind of ironic because Blockbuster's also gone now 12 years <laughs> later. So it's just, a, but, but it is that nostalgia of 
you know, those, those weekends where you'd go with your friends to pick a movie and you had no idea what you were going to pick. You weren't necessarily going for a specific movie and you just kind of wander through each yeah. section of the video store from, from drama to action to comedy until you just see something that like looks good or maybe you heard of it and you're like, I never saw that one. Let's pick that one up. And those days are just like, I miss those days. I, I, I can do the same thing on Netflix, but it's not the same scrolling through yeah. menu after menu. It's just, it's not the same as being there and able to hold the case and look at the video and decide, okay, this is the one that I want to pick up. And, um, and and this reminded me a lot of those times. Yeah. For us in Taylorsville. And that was like, this movie was so um, nostalgic, but I, I grew up in Taylorsville, Utah, went to that high school. There was a big blockbuster right across Mm -hmm. the street. We would go to that blockbuster. We would pick out our videos. We would then drive across the street um, and get cheese fries and scones from Scone Cutter. And then I we would see. head back to someone's house. And I'm like, but both of these places are gone now. Like, <laughs> my childhood is disappearing. It also yeah. gave me a little bit nostalgia because here in Utah, for those of you that aren't from here, we had a video store that would edit um, content yes. out of movies um, that they didn't feel was appropriate so that you could mm-hmm. watch every movie that you wanted to watch, but without the inappropriate content. And in this movie, it kind of reminded me of that too, because they're just remaking it because they had a problem, but it's still the copyright issue of mm-hmm. you can't really do that. But the fact that somebody had a whole video store here in Utah that they would advertise that they cut yep. the stuff and it lasted way longer than it should have before they mm-hmm. got shut down. I just want, I want that same person to cut snakes on a plane for me. And I want to see, <laughs> and I want to see it's, just the five minutes of the film. I was going to say, it'll be a three minute short film. Yeah. <laughs> um, it would definitely, it would definitely be shorter. Like those films from Sweden. for sure. <laughs> and that is such a Utah thing to do. Like this desire to like, we've got to be, in on everything with everybody but we got to be also righteous at the same uh-huh. time sorry so, righteous in air quotes is what i mean yeah. there but I just it, it, it super is super weird it's super ballsy but, like you're taking on every movie studio and you mm-hmm. you and nobody told you this was a bad idea like these okay. guys are just silly they're in a small neighborhood they're trying to fix a problem by making these movies it's not that they're cutting the original content they're just Remake. So I, I can see how this silly thing, but for like someone to be like, I'm just yeah. going to edit these like that's films. That's their business model. Like, we're just going to take these films. Forget the <laughs> FBI warning. We're just going to go ahead and just like no big deal. But we erased that. Yeah, so the that was my warning has gone away. Right at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, we erased it. So it's fine. No, we're fine. We're totally fine. By the way, just in case you're wondering, if the FBI comes to arrest you, and you're going to end up having to pay like billions of dollars in fees or 63,000 years in prison is what they figured out. They don't just go away after they destroy your videotapes. Like usually you will actually get arrested kids just in case you're wondering. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're going to show up and be like, well, if you let us destroy all the videos, then it's fine. We'll you're call it off good. The hook. We'll call, call it, it good. good. Be fine. I think yeah. right now, like, today if you were going to do something like that and please do not take my advice i am not a lawyer i do not know <laughs> i think right now i think right now you could get away with this and you would be fine because there's bigger things in the world than like redoing video cassettes in that fbi yeah. warning but like Unless- in 
in a year's time, go back to every other year's model. But right now, yeah. I think there's some distractions. Well, so go and, ahead and try and some things, but don't call me if you need to get bailed out. Unless you things? edit them and call it like the Patriot edition or something like that. And then you probably <laughs> get trouble. Don't do that. <laughs> but one of the things that I, that I loved about this film is after it came out, um, they actually encouraged people to do their own suited films and upload them to the website. And it was kind of considered um, fan tribute because it's not really, yeah. it's it's kind of this gray area and they, yeah. they, some people got in trouble for it and some people, you know, but I got to tell you just the, the nostalgia of, of working at the video store. Um, I worked with mostly teenage girls. Um, mm -hmm. There was like one other guy that worked there at the time and I was going to film school and we would have to put out um, our boss decided to put out a staff recommendation section and all the girls would have like Anne of Green Gables and the parent trap and um, some stuff like that. And while, when, when, while you were sleeping came out, that was a big one in all the girls sections. They'd like fight over who could have that in their section. And I'm putting like Brazil from Terry Gilliam. I've got like, um, I can't even remember some of the movies, but we didn't carry a lot of obscure, weird movies, but I would put them out there. And it was really fun because people would take my movies and would go watch them. And then they'd come back and either they loved what I recommended and said, what else can you give me? Or they hated me. And they're like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> we watched like, this with our kids. It I was hostile. You, I, <laughs> <laughs> You should have warned us first. Well, that was right. Eli Roth Entertainment for the family, yeah. you know. But, but, I, and and that's that's one of the reasons I wanted to suggest this film is because, like Jake said, it did fly under the radar. It's not as well known. It's not one when you think of Jack Black, you immediately come to. But it's just so wildly creative and inventive, and it is such a love letter to film and cinema, um, and to an age that I'm dear to. So I always like recommending non-mainstream stuff to people and finding these little these little hidden nuggets that you can enjoy yeah and i miss things like staff picks or recommendations like at a video store because like now i get netflix's recommendations and they're all just netflix movies they just want me to watch the movies that they made <laughs> you know and or like recommended for you oh this was a superhero movie and you watched a superhero movie so you're probably gonna you know what i mean mm -hmm. yes Val. Can can we do um, a monthly recommendation, like top three Val Tracy Ooh. Jake picks of either our recommendation of movie or streaming that we're watching right now? Yes. Yes, yes I yes. love it. I love it. Because I think what's interesting, because you mentioned Tracy's, people would pick your movies and they'd either love it or they'd hate it. But like, <laughs> I love that when you would go someplace and you find that staffer that like, okay, this person gets me. Like I right. get what they're into. And so if they're recommending it, and, and I think the three of us, while we enjoy a lot of the same stuff, we also have very different tastes on a lot of oh, different things. And I think if we were to put out, you know, three picks each month, people would kind of be able to see a little bit more of our personalities and, and find some good movies to watch. So I love that idea. It makes I me think of this. I'm just throwing this out there. We would love to hear your recommendations. And one month we will oh, yeah. pick a person who has, who we will also put up on our recommendation list. Um, with oh, our recommendations cool. yep. and if i have any swag hanging out here um i'm more than happy to send it to Ooh. whoever we pick i have a pile of wonder woman stuff um that i need to give away um 
And I did find like a Kit Kat the other day somewhere in this room. I'm happy to give that away. <laughs> is it like is it like an open Kit Kat or is it like no, unopened? It's unopened. Okay. I just don't okay. know how long it's been wherever it was where I found it. Is it Wonder Woman themed? Uh, no. No, it's just, just a regular Kit Kat. <laughs> no, but I do have, have a from Val's basement. I, we so. would love to highlight, you know, uh, somebody new along with us every month. So please like send us, it can be, I'm yeah. going to throw it out there. It can be any movie um, or any TV show that you would like to recommend, but you get three, you get three slots. I like it. Sweet. Should, should we, should we do it themed or just any three that we want to recommend that month? I, I like when we're, I think we can figure that out and then post okay. it and we'll, we'll ask for entries. Yeah. I, guess. yeah. I, I like themed because I would do that. Like this is how big of a, of a geek I was at the time. Well, and still am, but like I would have the same cinematographer or I would have the same screenwriter and like people would try and figure out what the theme was and because some of these movies were very different from each other. So that was always really fun. But yeah, there were people who would come back and just look at me and be like, what is wrong with you? You use like, a lot more of your brain than I do on a regular basis. <laughs> so, for February, here. so for February, send us your three picks from your favorite cinematographer. Okay. All right. I don't. I Okay. Are you I don't know that I have a favorite. I'm writing it down. So no, don't write it down. But this, so, but this is a good thing because Jake, I love that you said that because a lot of people do not pay attention to the cinematography. And if you say, okay, I really like this movie, go look up the cinematographer and then see what else that cinematographer has done, and it will blow your mind. You'll be like, oh my gosh, I didn't know I loved this type of film. So you might right. learn something about yeah. yourself that you didn't know. I like all right, that. Then let's and do then. And then in the next month, we'll just be like your favorite movie that has where they wear a lot of red. Like we'll do something super <laughs> easy. Like it doesn't matter. But I like the cinematography one. Okay, so let's do it. So for February, we are going to submit our three movies from our favorite cinematographer. Listeners, go ahead and email us your list from yeah. your favorite cinematographer. We need those emails by January 28th. So we can get this up by the first of February, um, and we'll include our lists and then one of our lists from from our listeners. So make sure you get that into us by January twenty eighth. Um, so we'll have one more episode between now and then that we can remind you. Email it to podcast at movies that make us dot com. Let us know your three favorite movies from your favorite cinematographer. You don't have to tell us why you can, if you want, like that's totally fine, but just give us a list and we're totally fine with that too. And then it could be featured on our website and we'll talk about it in our first episode um, in February. I love it when a plan comes together. Uh, just and like just in case you plan. guys are wondering, we did not discuss this before we no, went we on didn't. the air. And started <laughs> this is all just like right now. So you this is what a good movie happen. does though. Like yeah. you watch a movie and then you talk about the movie and then like magical things. This is why I like movies so much because of it's usually more about the conversation that comes post movie than it is the movie. Like I just yeah. love it. I love yeah. it. Well, but this movie, and, and, I do have to say it, this movie is very endearing and it gave me kind of the release um, that I needed for the week for just something happy and silly. Mm -hmm. And I really, I was looking because I've been cleaning um, out this basement um, because I'm actually staying in this house for a while, um, which is nice. Um, I just decided that last week, but so now I'm getting rid of all these paper boxes. And when I saw his like little costume, 
like robot costume. I was like, how many paper boxes do I have? What can I, what can I make with these? Well, and, and that's, that's what I love. That's my favorite section of the movie when they're, when they're making these movies and they have like, okay, we'll make this look like an old timey movie because we'll shoot through a fan because it had a different shutter speed back then. And we'll put a little string in front. So it looks like it has little scratches. Um, you know, when they're trying to remake Rush Hour 2 and they're hanging <laughs> from the jungle gym and there's a, a picture of the city down below them. And it's just it's just such an endearing creative love letter to film using uh, Christmas tinsel as the as the beams from the Ghostbusters. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. just, it's so silly, but it's just so it's a, it's really kind of a feel good movie. It is. It's definitely a feel good movie. And it it does also kind of show how many movies um, can you really get the point across of the film in a relatively short amount of time. And so there's a lot of <laughs> how much fluff is there actually in movies, but it's not necessarily fluff. You still enjoy the buildup. You still enjoy right. the, the character development and things like that, but they do it in a lot shorter time and still get the point of the movie ish across. So <laughs> do you guys have a, a favorite movie that they sweeted? Was there one that stuck out to you? I mean, um, driving with Davey, Daisy was hilarious because it was so you you could just tell that it that movie's not appropriate. Like it does teach you something, the original, but as they're mm-hmm. redoing it, you realize just how not appropriate it is. And I absolutely loved that silly moment. Well, and I loved it because the moment where um, the lady requests driving Miss Daisy and Mel's deaf is like, I no, I really um, I have. <laughs> Like some major issues with that movie. She's like, "Oh no, it's a sweet movie. It's just a, a movie or whatever she says." And he's like, Ugh. "And even while they're filming it, and Jack Black is just talking down to him, okay. you is like, but upside down." Wax him. The other, the other moment, it kind of fits in with the driving Miss Daisy. Um, that I love is when they're when they're making the film about Fats Waller, and Jack Black comes out in blackface, and everybody's like record scratch, and he's like, "What? Fats was fat. I'm fat." And and uh, is it Danny Glover? Yeah, Danny Glover gently takes him aside and says, Let, "Let's go have a conversation. Let's let's yeah, just yeah, come right yeah. over here. Let's just have a conversation." And I just thought, you know, that and and very few actors could have pulled that off. But yeah. but Jack Black and, and in that moment you're not it's 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 just a little gentle little yeah. thing and it's not yeah. yeah yeah I I have to say when they decide to do the Lion King um, <laughs> and how they do the animation with like they've just got the big paper cutouts of the lions and they're like <laughs> come on Disney get your crap together the last John Favreau. <laughs> Listen, John Favreau's looked better, but I think that this brought a little bit more to the film than John. It was Favreau's. definitely more entertaining. John Favreau, I love you, but the last Lion King movie was unnecessary, and Lion King three makes it hurts my feelings to think it's even yeah. going to be made. Yeah, yeah, totally. Stop agree. it, or do car- paper card cardboard cutouts? Yes, <laughs> yeah, maybe somebody should send this movie to John Favreau. Actually, don't go. leave him alone. Let him get the Mandalorian done and then yeah. and then yeah, talk to him. He's got a lot on his plate right now. He's, I forgive uh, you for I forgive you John Favreau for the Lion King because you gave us the Mandalorian. Sorry, yes. my nose is running. Yes. Um I 
I really, at the end of this film, the way the community comes together, um, one of the things that I think people don't always get, you know, we live in a very suburban area. Like, yes, there's Salt Lake City and it's a city of size and note, but I, I don't want to say a big city because it's not a big right. city compared to like San Francisco or Chicago or New York um, or Philadelphia. But But there's this disconnect right now um, between people who live in different communities thinking that everything is so different. But the reality is we've been watching <clears throat> a lot of uh, the middle on HBO, which takes place in a small Midwestern town in Indiana. And they're a community that comes together to help each other and everything else. And then you watch be kind rewind. And at the end, it's the same kind of feel these communities, mm -hmm. even though you're in a big city in these neighborhoods, they're a small community unto themselves and they have an identity that way. And they watch out for each other and they help each other. And the reality is whether you live in the big city in one of these neighborhoods or you live, um, in the middle of, of America, in Iowa or Indiana, we're not that different in the way that no. we identify and help each other in our community. Um, and I, I like to see those commonalities and I wish that people could see those more often. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For sure. So I agree. <clears throat> so what are we going to give this movie for a grade? We should talk about Jack Black in the movie because he is great and we haven't talked a whole <laughs> lot about him. But he is yeah. fantastic in the film. And this is much more of a, I think a typical Jack Black character. And, you know, I feel like Nacho Libre, we got Jack Black turned up to 11. Um, yeah. And in the big year, we got a much more subdued Jack Black. This is kind of the sweet spot, Jack Black yes. for me, yes. um, where he just kind of, it's not over the top but it is still very much Jack Black. And I think it, yeah. he plays this character really well. I, I enjoyed him as Jerry quite a bit. And I, <laughs> I loved him and Mo's death together. Like they yeah. were just really, yeah. really good it together. It was magical. Mm -hmm. It was. So Tracy, what do you uh, give this film for, for a grade? Um, I'm going to give this one a solid B. Um, wildly creative, very inventive, um, great acting, some interesting directing um, decisions. Um, like, like we've mentioned, it is disjointed. It is kind of several films kind of mashed into one. Um, it drags a little bit towards the end, but it's just such a sweet love letter to film and filmmaking and community and coming together and doing something creative and positive. Um, I, I'm with you, Jake. It kind of hits the sweet spot for me with Jack Black, where he does the silly Jack Black stuff, but he's a good actor too. And, and you see moments of that in this as well. So I'm going to go solid B on this one. Awesome. Val. Yeah. I'm with Tracy. Um, I give this movie a solid B. I was really, I really enjoyed it. Um, it was nice to see it again after, like, I totally forgot about this film. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like mm -hmm. I just, when you mentioned it, I was like, what is this movie? And then I went and I turned it on and I was like, Oh Yes. <laughs> I love this movie. Like, but like you said, in 2008, there were so many things that were coming out. And then the next year we, I mean, we were just getting into like these big epic movies. Um, right. And, and this is just such a nice refresher. 
Um, I do like that they're so creative and they show that really in this being as a filmmaker, when if you've ever tried to make a movie and you don't have a budget and you're like, well, we can't do that. They never thought of that one time. Like they never said that at all. They just did it. And I was just like, you know what? I'm in, you get in your own way. And these guys didn't have any notions that they couldn't do anything. All they thought was, is we have to do it. We're going to do it. And then they did it. And they, I mean, if you were to tell me, Hey Val, we're going to go remake Ghostbusters. Like I would laugh at you. I'm like, well, how much money do you have? Well, we've got like 30 bucks. You know, and, and like, you know, so it just, it was really refreshing to see, like, you can do all of these things. Of course, it's not going to look the same, but it was a lot of fun. They learned a lot about each other. The community learned a lot about who they were as a community, um, which is nice. So that kind of had a Goonies feel um, Mm -hmm. at the end. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, solid B, totally entertained. I love Jack Black. I love most deaf and together. Like I, I would love to see them do something else together. Yeah. I agree. Um, I So for me, when I first started watching this movie, I'm like, I may give this a C when I'm giving a letter grade. Like, I don't know. But when I finished it and I got to the end, I felt like I really enjoyed how it ended. I felt like I enjoyed how it wrapped up. Um, I disconnected myself from like, okay, a lot of this doesn't make sense. And just thought, how did I feel about the movie at the end? And it made me feel good. It made me feel happy. It was uplifting. It was fun. Uh, and at the end of the day, sometimes that's all you want from a movie. So I'm going to give this a B like it just right. is fun. It's enjoyable. It's weird, but it, it's a weird <laughs> it's okay. Sundance film. It came out at Sundance. So yeah. it's a little odd. It's a little quirky, but give it a shot. I think you'll, you'll enjoy it. I agree. I think everybody should watch it, especially if, if like us, you grew up in a time uh, with video stores and VHS and just really good movies that you enjoyed watching, which I think is a lot of the people that listen to our show because yeah. that's what we talk about. Um, so you'll love this movie for those watch reasons. Watch it with and- your teenagers and let them understand what our life was like back then. <laughs> and, then tell them, and then tell them to get off their video game and go play, like go, go cre- be creative. Hand them some duct tape and some scissors and some boxes and say, go play. Yeah, and 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 this is you know this is a like we said a kind of a love letter to film and filmmaking. But pick up that camera. I mean, crap. It used to be Val when we went to film school, we had to have these giant TV cameras that would sit on your shoulder and on a tripod, uh, tripod. And your phone has more processing <laughs> and optics. Than I don't want to make you feel have. bad, Tracy. But when I went to film school, we had smaller cameras. Okay. All right. Well, when I went to film school, it was big, giant cameras. And... But she's calling me old. Let's yeah. just call her what it is. Yeah. You set yeah. me up. You <laughs> set me up, man. Um, I totally did. I have no one but myself I could, to blame. I could not have not taken that. <laughs> but I got to tell you guys. So I don't know if I've told you this on the show before, but one of my favorite things um, working at the video store would be like the 12 year old boys who would come in as a group and then they would bring up like Bambi and set Bambi on the counter to rent. And I'd open it up because we always check to make sure the right tape was with the right case. And I go, Hollywood hot tubs, huh? And they go, I'm like, yeah, how did that get in there? And they go, I don't know. We're just trying to rent Bambi. And I'm like, yeah, eight 12 year old boys is trying to rent Bambi. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that. 
at least <laughs> get a better least, cover movie. At least, yeah, like, I was gonna say week, sneak it in a, a different cover. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that's amateurs. <laughs> of course, people were gonna question it. I mean, you had to check anyway, but like, right, right. But oh man, it was that's yeah, funny. it was a that's it was hilarious. a good time. It was it was good. It was a good time. But I, I, I think if anybody has ever had to make a movie for school or whatever, or just for fun, where you just tried to like figure out, okay, how are we going to put this screen in there? Like they do in the movies and this, and I, we made a movie um, that we had to do like documentary style uh, one year for a history project. And we had to figure out, okay, how are we going to put this sign in there? And it was a lot of like someone holding the cardboard sign and they'd move it out and like all this other stuff. And that is what this reminded me of just going out mm-hmm. and saying, let's just use what we have. And you guys are right. Like with our phones and with everything else, all the technology that's available right now, you can do some pretty incredible stuff and people do, you can see what's out there on YouTube mm-hmm. and some of the stuff that people come up with. It's pretty awesome. Um, and, and if you enjoy doing that stuff, you'll enjoy this movie. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, we want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, we really appreciate your support. Uh, please submit your lists for your three favorite movies from your favorite cinematographer. We need that before January 29th to be featured um, on our website, solandroids.com, so you can see uh, with our recommendations along with yours. And we'll talk about it on the show, the first episode in February. And it'll be a lot of fun. So we want to hear from you uh, for sure. Um, you can send that to podcast at movies that make us.com. You can follow us in all the places on social media. Uh, we are at movies that make us on Instagram, Facebook, and then movies make us on Twitter. So check us out in all of those places. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel where you're watching this video right now. We appreciate your subscriptions and your likes and share it with your friends. And we won't see you at the movies. <laughs> one more week of Dead Black January. Yep, one more Jumanji next week. You don't want to miss it. Thank you. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.